streaming across the Thames Valley. And I'm Roddy. And you've joined us for Stage Door. We have a fantastic hour for you talking all things theatre, film and arts, including... Lifting the curtain, giving you the inside info of all that's going on locally, nationally and digitally. Yep, we're snooping around backstage to bring you the news, the gossip and our pick of the week. The studio phone is set to ring any second. Ah! With your ring-in requests, who'll be on the line today? <laughs> oh, we'll find out who can join us. And you can join us and take part in Name That Show, where we ask you to guess the musical from three brief clips of songs. Then there's our quick quiz, which I thought was on theatre and art, but Joe's told me he's going to challenge my knowledge on everything. Well, not quite, but <laughs> it's all right. Uh, later on in the show, don't miss Out of the Vault, where we share the plot of a show you might not have heard of. Then don't miss our spotlight interview with Madeline Knight. Woo-hoo! And that's all coming your way before midday here on Stage Door. Live across the Thames Valley, this is River Radio. Oh, well, it's been a bit frantic this morning. Yeah, it has, but Cracking hey, we're here. Around the place. I love being here. And the sun is out. <laughs> it is preferable being here to being on Zoom, which we've tried quite a lot, isn't it? Yeah, no, 100%. Not least because something... it takes about eight hours to put an offline and pre-record together, doesn't it? Yeah, but that's not our listeners' issues, is no, it? No, no, but it's, it's mine and I want them to feel my pain. And oh. I listened back last week and okay. then um, span off into Sunshine on Leith. I listened yes. to the whole soundtrack. It's really lovely. Did you like it? It is gorgeous. And then I was like, I recognise that voice. And Antonia Thomas, who's one of the leads in it, was the year above me at drama school. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, oh, well, that'll be why then. Yeah. But you know when you're like, oh, I could have mentioned that last week. I totally hadn't realised. But it's it's so lovely and calm and... Yeah. It's very gentle. Just it, the kind of soothing I feel we need today. Okay. All right. So I'll put away the fireworks, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yes, certainly. Don't point that thing in my face. <laughs> and we finally... we fi- Don't look at me like that. And we finally got a date for DAB, we think. I know. We have been waiting it, for so long. It looks like it's going to be in April now. It is. We've early April. March. Early April. Yes. Which is fantastic. Yeah, and like- really excited. You know, we're very proud of everybody here at River Radio and everything they've achieved. So... Yeah. Yeah. far and we're about to release ourselves to the world yeah absolutely <laughs> eyes down look in because it's been a long time coming i mean we'll be on show 54 by then I think. yeah um so it's very i'm exciting. proud of us as well yeah absolutely yeah. feel it's a it's a marathon not a sprint isn't it <laughs> right should we start name that show let's do it most days I don't recognise me. Okay. Well, that is such a well-known piece of music. It is, although, and I was very careful. Thank you for the lyric um, def- uh, specificity yep. this week, so I can make sure I got exactly the clips you wanted. Sure. Because I listened to that and was like, I only know what that is by the context of having heard either side of it before I cut it out. Oh, interesting. So, so that on its, own, own. on its own, I couldn't get that. Lyric. Okay, but no you idea. know, we, we have listeners that are huge theatre fans, so they might know that one. Yeah, but I reckon an extra asterisk next to their names if they get it on this first guess, because that is... That's a 
real like nerdy spot. If you okay, get it off the first all right. One. Well, I think a lot of my you know the stuff that we do is quite nerdy. But <laughs> <laughs> I'd say no. Listen, guys, um, we're going to listen to it again in a second. But I have a leaderboard of can you guess it in the first clue, the second clue, and the third clue. What is the name of the show? Not the song, but the show. Let's listen to it again. Most days I don't recognize me. I tell you what, I will give an asterisk to anybody who knows whose voice it is. Oh, crikey. (laughs) That really is, like, specific. Yeah, yeah, extra points for that. So we're getting three clips throughout the course of the hour, and your job is to name that show. If you can name that show, what do I do, Joe? You email me, Roddy, at Joe. This is me emailing. Oh, my word. Joe, J-O, at Please tell me what you think it is. I'd love to have your name in my leaderboard, and there are prizes afoot. (laughs) Not a euphemism. I love that little tiptoe music. It is fun. I'm feeling quite sort of sneaky and cheeky I think this morning. You are very cheeky this <laughs> morning. Into my eye, yes, mania. I think I'll call it. Okay. All right. So this is lifting the curtain. This is when we browse through the listings and pick out our faves of what's yeah. coming up around the place. There's, there's some good stuff happening. I was really thrilled to hear that Phantom of the Opera is extending, which is really good. Um, it's extending to October the 1st. Now, if you don't know, um, Killian Donnelly plays at the Phantom. Now, mm-hmm. Killian is known for more sort of modern musicals, actually. Like, he was in Once, he was in uh, Memphis, he did Kinky Boots, you know, even went and did Broadway. Um, but for him doing Phantom, I was really curious to, to hear that yeah. it was him. I mean, the guy's fantastic, so of course he can do it. And Lucy St. Louis, who is is Christine, um, who's a phenomenal uh, singer and actress. Um, you know, she's continuing till October. And then we have Reese Whitfield as Royal. Um, but, yeah, I, I might go and see it because it is a, you know, different version-ish. Yeah. It's a freshened version. Maybe that's the way to say it. Yeah. Um, I know it has less orchestra because <laughs> we've had that discussion. <laughs> Indeed. Um, but that's, yeah. If you have never seen Phantom of the Opera, I really highly recommend that you do, just because of the spectacle and the orchestra and the sounds, and oh, it is quite, quite amazing. The first time I went, I was blown away by the magic tricks. Yep. Um, now, whether it's because I'm a wizened old crow now that looks at it and go, nah, I can't see what's happening, um, or whether it's just that actually those were more suitable for, to sort of blindside a 14-year-old, and, and as I've grown up, I'm more drawn to other elements. But mm. the thing that hit me was the orchestra. Yeah. Uh, so I, I do hope that they've managed with this symphonia to retain the sound of the original, because it just I felt like it pinned me in my seat. Mm. felt like I'd suddenly been blasted by a wind and it pinned me to my seat there are shows that make you feel like you have experienced something that's once in a million do you know what i mean like it's it's there are shows that are entertaining and really great escapism but there are some shows that are just like oh my goodness i've witnessed and experienced something very unique here and i think this is one of them yeah being able to replicate something that's a a one night feeling every night it's phenomenal it's technically very complex yeah yeah what else have we got? Well, locally, I've got the house on Cold Hill, the mill at Sonning. We've mentioned it before. Mm-hmm. Why am I mentioning it now? Because later on in the hour, we've got <laughs> our interview with Madeline Knight, who's in the cast. Mm-hmm. How do I know this? I know because I, we plugged it in the last couple of weeks here on Stage Door. And I Fabulous. looked on the website and realised I knew one of the cast members and was like, well, come on, let's talk to Maddie, find out all about the show. And we'll talk about the rest of her career as well. Yeah, so the she's house done some on great Cold stuff, Hill. hasn't she? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's the Art Themen Trio this Sunday at the Kenton. 
Okay. At three o'clock. Now that's jazz. It's music. Yeah. Uh, but they came to me to mention that they'd got the show coming. George, their drummer, by all accounts, is the um, he's the one that puts the feelers out. He's okay. the hustler. Um, and he mentioned. Hi, George. <laughs> and he mentioned that there's a rather dramatic story about one of the uh, incredibly famous instruments that's going to be played there. So okay. I gave Art a ring and said, "Come on, then, Art. Tell me about this show. What's going on?" Okay, it is jazz, but we like to think of it as being really quite approachable and groovy. It's the opposite of Miles Davis sort of turning his back on the audience and ignoring them and playing beaky bun notes that may not appeal to everybody. That's not to say it's commercial. We're not wearing bowler hats and funny waistcoats, but nevertheless, I think that there's a kind of light-hearted approach. And in my view, he said portentously, but jazz can be a little bit, it can be a bit po-faced. So this is the opposite. And as I understand it, you'll be playing a rather special instrument. Tell us how you got your hands on that. Well, serendipity. On my birthday, which was... November, I got a phone call from a chap. But, you know, I didn't recognise his voice. Then eventually he made himself known as... It was Roger Baycock, who runs a music shop called Allegro Music in Oxford. And he said, oh, you came into my shop a few years ago, and you remember that I had a display cabinet. And in the display cabinet were two saxophones belonging to the two most famous and important British saxophonists, Ronnie Scott and Tubby Hayes. And it was in a locked case, and it said, these saxophones are not for sale. You know, so <laughs> yes, yeah. But eventually he was persuaded to sell the Tubby Hayes saxophone to what he thought was a good home. And the chap who bought it sold it on for a profit. And this hacked off Roger somewhat. Mm. So he said, Art... I really want Ronnie's saxophone to go to a good home. So I'm ringing round and I said, Roger, how many people have you rung round? <laughs> he said, you're the first. Oh. I didn't ask him the price. I said, Roger, I'll have it. <laughs> to his credit, he sold it to me for the going rate. Wow. You know, he's a singular chap. And on his at the wall of his music shop, he said, warning, prices may vary according to the attitude of the customer. <laughs> the other thing about this horn is that Ronnie was... He did have a heart of gold. And there was a very well-known saxophone player called Hank Mobley, who was at the end of his career and, I'm afraid, lived the jazz life and came over to London, poor and drug-dependent. And Ronnie actually gave him work. And out of gratitude, Hank Mobley gave Ronnie one of his two saxophones. Now, this cannot be proven, but it is likely, and it's the same horn, Aww. played by Hank Mobley, who has played on definitive recordings that inspired me as a kid. That's great. What a lovely full circle on that story there, that you might then be playing that on Sunday at the Kenton. Oh, so exciting. I'm really keen to go yeah. and see that. I mean, bless him. He's got such a twinkle in his eye. Yeah. And he's been described as a genuine grandee of British jazz. Aww. I mean, in The Observer, they said he's one of the very few totally original, utterly engaging jazz musicians around. Oh, fantastic. And he is. I mean, I was there just chatting to him and, he was, and I was like is, is that it behind you and do you want to have a look and he got it out the cabinet and showed me all the little um, uh, sort of finger pieces to it it's extraordinary that's so cute. actually playing that saxophone the Ronnie Scott saxophone that's this Sunday here in the heart of the Thames Valley at the Kenton at three o'clock that's fantastic isn't it now um, I don't know if you've heard of a film called Coda um, no. Okay, so it's an Academy Award uh, nominated film, so we'll find out this weekend. You know, like, you know whether it's going to win. Uh, it's, there's going to be a musical adaptation of it um, being made. Uh, it's uh, is it Pathé Films? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, are working with Deaf West Theatre. Okay. To uh, put this on. Brilliant. Yeah, it's it's really exciting. Um, so. I'm just going to read you a tiny bit. It says, The movie tells the story of a 17-year-old, Ruby Rossi, who's the sole hearing member of a deaf family. A coda, which is child of deaf adults. Um, and while her large 
life revolves around acting as an interpreter for a family. She becomes increasingly involved in her school's choir, torn between her own dreams of a musical career and her obligation to her family. So it, that's what it's about. Um, but I'm super excited. It's up for uh, Best Picture, um, Writing, Adapted Screenplay, and Actor in a Supporting Role. Um, and hopefully... Oh, great. Yeah, it will do well. But that's going to be a beautiful musical. Yeah. Um, that's going to be fantastic. A little so bit like you... Inter- a look for that. A little bit like you introduced me to Wonder um, yes. years ago, that yes. the novel that they turned into a um, hit screen Maybe, adaptation yeah. with uh, not Sandra Bullock. Uh, um, yes, you you remember her name, whilst but it's that thing of going. It's it's so uplifting and educational to sometimes experience life through somebody else's world. A little bit like the girl on Strictly, uh, who won it. Who's absolutely? Uh, I only only watched one episode, uh, so everyone was screaming her name at the radio. But it's that thing of going, oh wow, that's what life walking in your shoes is like. So yeah, that sounds extraordinary. Do you remember the vaults? Do you remember we yes, talked about course. the Vaults Festival closing and, down, which we're very sad about? Yeah, and then we had the new um, uh, Seven Dials. Ah, yes, Seven oh, Dials. No, it, was, they, no, no, it, they, it was shifting Theater. to Pleasance. It was shifted to Pleasance, yeah. Yep. But the Vaults is back. They've got oh. Richard II opening okay. on the 6th of April. Well, I think it's probably easier to take, you know, uh, to plan a whole festival and get it going at that time looked a bit yeah. unnerving. Whereas now, they've, you know, for shorter stint um, gigs, they it's a slightly better bet. So oh. Quandry Collective are there from the 6th. 6th of April to the 8th of May, with a production of Richard II in which a woman is presenting as a man to hold on to power. Okay. Now, if you know Richard II, that's a really clever one to do it with, because Macbeth would be a very interesting study in its own right, but Richard II has particular sensibilities that I think lend themselves to a, to a genderless identification, or in this case, the idea of a woman presenting sure. as a man. So that's a really interesting idea about what it is to rule a country, uh, looking at gender and power. So that's one of the things that's coming, and then reopening on the 31st of March is Moulin Rouge. Do you remember this? <laughs> uh, this was uh, yeah. opening in tandem at the same time as we had Moulin Rouge elsewhere in London. But this is the Vault's own version with Shay Shay's five-star dragtastic parody. Woo! There's a menu attached to it. I don't know whether you go and eat food as well, but anyway, if you if you like Moulin Rouge and you like Moulin and you like drag, that's for you. And that's at the Vault's underneath okay. Waterloo Station. I do know some people that probably go to that. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, also, um, Shakespeare's Globe and announced uh, the cast for Julius Caesar ah, coming great. up. Now, it's starting on the 29th of April. Um, it'll be at the Globe for a bit, and then it will tour the country, which is fantastic, until the 10th of September. And obviously, you know, with themes, um, it is interesting that they're choosing Julius Caesar and they're sort of like really capitalising on the concept of, you know, how far world leaders will go yeah. mm-hmm. uh, to <laughs> gain uh, ultimate control. So that should be really cool. Um, what else? I've got Little Angel now. All right, it, it, I, <laughs> I like the Little Angel. I know you do. Oh. But they've just announced their forthcoming season, and there are there is three shows in it. Pinocchio, great, we all know that. That'll be lovely. There's I want my hat back, which is being told oh, with cute. cardboard, and it's a beautiful book. I've seen the illustrations are stunning. That's June, July. The one that really stuck out to me is only there for a week. So that's why I'm telling you about it. It's called Kinder, and it's from visiting company Smoking Apples, and it's on from the 20th of April to the 1st of May, and it's looking at the Kinder transport. 
And at the minute, that feels incredibly timely. So it's exploring the kinder transport through the eyes of a young Czech Jewish girl named Babby, watching her travel across Europe to Margate. Now, you've probably seen on Maidenhead train platform the statue, the bronze of Nicholas Winton, who famously brought hundreds of children across yes. Europe to rescue them. And at the moment, as we watch the, from afar, you know, that little 11-year-old boy traipsing across the border into Poland with a, a phone number on the back of his hand, it feels really, in, it feels like it could be an incredibly poignant and moving, Ooh. but suitable for kids to help them understand and translate it Ooh. through the world of puppetry uh, to see Good. a show about it called Kinder, and that's 20th of April at The Little Angel. Fantastic. Um, we've got... Go on, what are we going to do? I was going to... I was about to hit some music. Do you want to, do you want to do another one? No, you go. Oh, OK. You, you be in charge, Roddy. <laughs> go on. You say 50 marks, I say 100 marks. A difference of 50 marks, why should that stand in our way? As long as the room's to let, the 50 that I will get is 50 more than I had yesterday, yeah? When you're as old as I, is anyone as old as I? What difference does it make? An offer comes, you take. For the sun will arise and the moon will set And you learn how to settle for what you get It'll all go on if we're here or not So who cares, so what? So who cares, so what? When I was a girl, my summers were spent by the sea So what? And I had a maid doing all the housework, not me so what? Now I scrub up the floors and I wash down the walls and I empty the chamber pot. If it ended that way, then it ended that way. And I shrug and I say, so what? For the sun will rise and the moon will set and you learn how to settle for what you get. It'll all go on if we're here or not. So who cares? So what? So who cares? So what? When I had a man, my figure was stumpy and fat. So what? Through all of our years, he was so disappointed in that. So what? Now I have what he missed and my figure is trim, but he lies in a churchyard plot. If it wasn't to be that he ever would see the unconsidered me, so what? For the sun will rise and the moon will set, and you learn how to settle for what you get. It'll all go on if we're here or not, so who cares, so what? So who cares, so what? So once I was rich and now all my fortune is gone. So what? And love disappeared and only the memory lives on. So what? If I've lived through all that and I've lived through all that, 50 marks doesn't mean a lot. If I like that you're here and I like that you're here, happy new year, my dear. So what? For the sun will rise and the moon will set and you learn how to settle for what you get. It'll all gone if we're here or not So who cares, so what? So who cares, so what? It all goes on 
Oh, I love great. that song. That's that's my casting, that one. Is it? Yeah, if I could do a German accent. <laughs> that's So What from the musical Cabaret. And this is River Radio. You can listen on our website, river.radio, on our mobile app for Apple and Android. Just search for River Radio Live. You can tell Alexa, play River Radio, and hopefully from the 4th of April Woo! on DAB. Yeah. Right, we're in the middle of lifting the curtain. What else have you got, we are. There's so many things happening locally now. Um, when, I, when I go around and look at the local theatres, I realise that some of the touring shows are very much literally going all the way around the Thames Valley, which yeah. is fantastic. But one that caught my eye was um, Menopause the Musical. <laughs> um, why, why are you laughing? Already? Oh, no, I just um, intrigued what drew you to it, Joe. Uh-huh. Uh, Menopause the Musical 2, uh, with, a, with a tagline... Second Menopause or second... Cruising through Menopause. Um I know there was a men- menopause musical, so this is the second I see. version. And maybe they realise it never ends. So <laughs> they, they needed to add another one, I don't know. Um, but it's at the uh, Aylesbury Waterside Theatre this Friday. Is that air-conditioned? Yeah. I'm sure it is, yeah. <laughs> so go, go, go. <laughs> Extra fans given out with the programme. Um, yeah, so that's at uh, the Aylesbury um, Waterside Theatre. And also this Saturday, so if you're really looking for something this weekend, um, Friends, the musical parody is on at Aylesbury. Um, it's a really fun show. I saw it when it opened um, before uh, lockdowns happened and everything like that. Uh, you obviously have a friend in it. I have a friend in the cast, yes. Thomas Mitchells, who's um, done lots of shows with me um, yeah. that I've directed. We interviewed Rebecca Meredith just a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, so it's really, really good fun. So if you want a good laugh, Friends, the musical parody at Aylesbury Waterside this Saturday. Today. Um, and Basingstoke, the Anvil Theatre, has got a few things coming up. So this Sunday, if you're looking for something to do, Nish Kumar is um, got Yay. a show who's wonderful. Um, so if you like comedy, go and see that this Sunday. And on the 1st of April, that menopause musical is, is there in there Basingstoke. It is. Yep. Chasing you around. Absolutely, like <laughs> as it does. Um, and that's on. And I was really interested to see that on the 12th of April, um, the Ellen Kent Productions, who do opera at a really high level, yeah. are doing Madame Butterfly. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for something completely different... Isn't it just? Um, it's, you know, really regarded this company that does this, so it would be lovely to go. And that's in Basingstoke at the Anvil. Basingstoke. We've run the gamut today, haven't we? We've got opera, we've got puppetry, we've got... We uh, have. We've got stand-up comedy. Yeah, I'm not finished. Oh, oh okay, okay. Do you mind? No, 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 okay, sorry. Right. Sorry, I'll, just, I'll get my coat. I've, d- I've done my work, so <laughs> back off, mate. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> um, in Reading at the Hexagon. Now, this is really cool because um, I was actually meant to go and see this last night. This is Ian Ashpatel and John T. Stevens perform as Eric and Ern. Yeah. Welcome and wise. Um, on the 1st of April at the Reading Hexagon, uh, it's crammed with famous comedy sketches that they did and they are um you know straight from the west end as well because they are known as the best sort of like imitators i suppose okay, great. And, and most accurate and it's got sketches from Greg's piano concerto to the paper great. bag one you know if if you want a good laugh and you really loved Malcolm and wise um head to reading have Hexagon. you finished your croissant can I do the bag? I've been doing this bag trick of Eric Morecambe since I was... I okay. did this. I, this was my bit at Cub Camp. Okay. Uh, I remember doing the... Uh, are our uh, listeners going to... You, you, this is a great This is a great audio gag. Look, yeah. there we go. I'm just going to chuck that up there. There we go. Caught it in the bag. That's awesome. <laughs> That's just... Gee. Thanks very much. You 
you do build me up. <laughs> Buttercup. I do try. Um, in Marlow on the 2nd and 3rd of April, uh, Jam Theatre has Everdance Narnia. Now, Ryan Carter is the creative director of this one, and he's, uh, as you know, won awards um, in theatre uh, for innovation. So this is going to be a very interesting interpretation. So it's a dance show based on the theme of Narnia um, that Jam Theatre students are performing at. It's at the Borlais Theatre. The 3rd of April is sold out, but there are still tickets available on the 2nd of April. So you can go to Jam Theatre uk for that. Um, at Henley Kenton Theatre, um, March 31st, there's going to be a concert for the Ukraine um, situation. Oh, great. And featuring Nick Hayward, Carol Decker, Jesse Smith, Jazz Morley, James Carrington, and Purdy and special guests. So if you'd like to support and you want a really good um, evening of music and yeah. great talent... That's uh, where to go. Kenton Theatre, March the 31st. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Rallying around. Absolutely. I've got one other uh, locally as well, which go. is Ramble Theatre. Uh, yes. Have their Off the Block. Off the Block's their 24-hour plays festival. Um, it's a whole series of 24 hours because the writers write in 24 hours as well. So mm. on Monday, one writer wrote their play. Um, 24 hours after they had that, they gave the last line of it and handed it on to the second writer who's had 24 Ooh. hours to use that as their first line I of like the play. This. They've done four play- they've written four plays. Yep. They've then each got a group of actors who are assembling tomorrow morning. Okay. Uh, and they've then got until 7.30 tomorrow night to put them on. They're going to do that at the penthouse, the 13th floor of the Blade. Uh, so that is off the block from Rabble Theatre tomorrow in Reading at the top of the skyscraper. Oh, I want to go. You can see <laughs> I've done it before and it is very much uh, a line learning exercise because at some point you have to stop rehearsing and just go and pace the streets and learn the lines. Wow. Um, And then try and get the acting back in as well. It's a real like mental feat. Pressure. Um, So yeah, go go and enjoy watching them sweat. Yeah, Yeah, if you want to see if you can act, that's that's an experience and a half. Great. So have we got our pick? Now, our pick of the week, mm-hmm. I'm really, really loving this whole concept. Now, at the Theatre Royal Windsor, yeah, they have this new, well, I don't know that it is new, but it's, it's back anyway, Windsor On Air. Yeah. Okay, so it's like radio play versions of things, but in front of an audience. Oh. Okay, and it's really, really cool because this Saturday, what is finishing is something called The Unexpected Guest. And uh, that's, you know, good old Agatha Christie. Um, but it's got Chris Marshall, um, the actor oh, yeah. from loads of things, like and he's um, got My Family. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also the Death on... What's death that? in Paradise? That's the one. Thank yeah, he's a lead in Death in Paradise and he's in Love Actually as well, which is what I was just That's quoting him from true. when he puts all the condoms in the backpack and, and then races Sally, through the airport. Sally Breton from Not Going Out with... Um, Oh, it's not a good day for me today. Uh, Tim Vine? No. No, the other one. Lee Mack? Lee Mack, that's okay. the one. Yep. Uh, so she's in it as well. So Chris Marshall, Sally Breton, uh, The Unexpected Guest. It's Agatha Christie on stage as a radio play with all the sound effects that they're doing and all that kind of stuff, but in front of an audience. And I, I love that concept. And they're doing quite a few of these. And the next one um, is with Will Young. Oh. Yeah. So, and he is uh, doing... 
<laughs> Come on, Jay, what's he doing? Whilst you a look... A Thousand Clowns, it's called. A Thousand Clowns. Yeah. And in between that, Michael McIntyre is visiting on the 28th. That's next Monday. Oh, what, just to drop in for a little light comedy? Yeah, if you, want, if you want to see his work in progress, that's literally what it's called. It's um, on Monday night at the Theatre Royal Windsor. But, yeah, I'm, I'm really curious about the... Uh, Windsor on Air concept. I really kind of like that. Yeah, there's a there's a company been doing that for a while. Been doing sort of resurrecting old radio plays nice. and bringing almost that farcical thing that um, the people who do play that goes wrong mischief think they've recreated, which is to make it is to show behind the scenes of you frantically trying to. It's that classic sketch yeah. of playing the wrong sound effect yep. and then how you get if you get one entire sound effect behind um, all the sort of frantic nature of it. Yeah, so uh, the, it's it's a nice concept. And it's nice that it's being brought to a bigger audience. No, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, feel free to go to the website for Theatre Royal Windsor. Ah, very nice. Uh, now, I remembered a few names for you there. I've now remembered the one that I was trying to think of okay. earlier. Julia Roberts was the it one was I meant. Julia there Roberts. we go. Right, <laughs> name that show, part two. Name that show. She is messy, but she's kind. She Okay, right, so that gave it away for me. I was like, yeah, fine, see you later, I can get it from that. And and you know what show that is, not just the song. I know the show. Yep. Um, I don't know, I know the song, I know the show. Okay. Yeah, couldn't tell you who was singing it, which is, has anyone managed to get themselves a a bonus point yet? I'm not lying, I haven't looked yet, but I will find out. (laughs) But it will go on my leaderboard, don't you worry. Um, The thing is... We have three little clips, don't we? So this is the second yeah. one. And if you think you know what show that little clip was from, please email jojo at river.radio and tell me what it is so I can put you on my leaderboard and you'll be up for a fabulous prize. Oh, exciting. But there's one more chance. Do you want to listen to it again? Yes, please. She is messy, but she's kind. She is lonely most of the time. Ah, yeah, it is nice. It's all beautiful. The lyrics are they. It almost feels like one of those catch-all things that so many people identify with that and go, "That's me. (laughs) I'm I'm misunderstood." It is beautiful, aren't we all? Oh no! Oh no! You, you look what you've started. Now, now people have got the number. They're ringing in. I know. Just pick it up. Hi, John Riley. It's Jessica Bowers. I watched Mary Poppins in London, and my favourite song was. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Please, can you play it? Yes. Thank you so much. Have a great day. See you at Jam. Thank you, Jessica. (laughs) Very sweet, yeah. Have Uh, we got that one? I think we have. It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious. If you say it loud enough, you'll always sound precocious. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I was afraid to speak when I was just a lad. My father gave me nails a tweak, told me I was bad. But then one day I learned a word to say, we ain't the nose. The, the biggest word you ever heard, and this is how it goes. Oh, He 
he'd use his word and all would say there goes a clever gent. When Dukes and Martin Rogers pass a time of day with me, I say me special word and move me off me off to two. Woo! Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious If you say it loud enough, you'll always sound precocious but that's going a bit too far, don't you think? So when the cat has got your tongue, there's no need for dismay. Just summon up this word and then you've got a lot to say. But better use it carefully or it could change your life. For example? Yes? One night I said it to me girl and now me girl's me wife. Oh, and a lovely thing she is too. There we go. Hope you enjoyed that, Jessica. <laughs> There's loads still to come, including our spotlight interview with Madeline Knight. But now it's the quick quiz, Ruddy. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. Joy unconfined on your side of the desk. <laughs> I've gone for something completely different. Okay. Don't look at my piece of paper. I'm trying to work out what's coming. There's a lot of numbers. Yes, there is. Just okay. shush. Okay. So, what I thought we'd do this week is, um, it's quite easy. So, it, it's <laughs> yeah. higher or lower. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. Higher or lower. And it's theatres in London. Yeah. And how many seats they have. Okay. Okay? Okay. I have 15 because it's just easy. Oh, oh my no, no, goodness. No. Well, we haven't, we haven't got time we for this. Do, we you just have to say higher day. or lower. Okay. It's fine. Okay. So it's higher or lower than 2,000. Okay? Oh, okay. Oh, so that's always the benchmark. We're not going higher or lower than the previous one. No. Just no. than 2,000. Than 2,000. Okay, yeah. okay. Her Majesty's Theatre. Yeah. Higher or lower. Okay. Uh, do you want to just do it or? Do you want me to do it in one go? No, let's keep going. Um, I'm, I'm jotting these down. I'm okay. going to have a guess of higher or lower for each. And All right, so if people brilliant. at home want to do the same thing, or even help me, cheers, Robbie at <laughs> Radio, then we can work out whether or not we're matched. Okay, so Her Majesty's Theatre, higher or lower than 2000. London Palladium. Yeah. Apollo Victoria. Yeah. Drury Lane. Yeah. Lyceum Theatre. Uh, yeah. Dominion. Yeah. Prince Edward. Yeah. Adelphi. Yeah. Shaftesbury Theatre. Yeah. Savoy Theatre. Yeah. The Other Palace. Yeah. Dunmar Warehouse. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the Old Vic. Yeah. Two more. Cambridge Theatre. Yeah. And the Kit Kat Club. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the question was, do they have more or less than 2,000 seats in those theatres? I mean, just even be able to rattle off. This isn't all the theatres in London either. Like, it's just yeah. fantastic how many we have. We're it so is, lucky. And they're building new ones. Yeah. So, there you go. So, uh, more or fewer each time. <laughs> Come on. I do spend four days a week teaching English. Okay. So, and I've got to work out higher or lower than 2,000 for each of those. Now, we're about to play a song whilst, I, whilst my brain melts. Yep. Um, which sounds a little bit like it's the end of stage door, but do not adjust your set. This, no. this is from where we have ripped it. Day. 
Go on then, what, what's that from then, Joe? That is from Memphis. Oh, yeah, musical, I love it. Called Underground. It is. Okay, so I did something a little bit different for you today, mm. which was, we're just guessing, not guessing, but, uh, I mean, Lisa didn't say how many seats does the Apollo Victoria yeah, that have. That would have been very I mean? dry, wouldn't it? Oh, God, <laughs> that would have reminded me of GCSE maths, yeah. Okay, so it was, uh, did it have more than 2,000 or less than 2,000? Yeah, that is the question. Mm-hmm. So here we go. So it's 15, it's nice and quick. Yeah. Just, just give me a smile. Give me something. I'm smiling. Okay, all right, I'm then. smiling. I'm uh, all right. wincing at the grammar, but I'm smiling. Oh, please. Whatever. <laughs> Her Majesty's Theatre. How many? Is it more than 2,000 or less? Higher. Oh, it's less. Is it? Oh. Yeah. Okay, that blows 12, my theory 16. out of the water. So uh, way less. Maybe 2,000 yeah. is quite, quite a lot then. Uh, London Palladium. More or less than 2,000? More. It is. Correct. Well done. It's got 2,286. Apollo Victoria. Uh, Apollo Victoria Moore. Definitely, yes, yeah, well done. It's, the biggest. it's got 2,328. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drury Lane, did it wrong? Uh, did it wrong, Drury Lane. I'm going more. It is. Yeah. Well done. 2,196. Okay. So, Lyceum Theatre. This is going to be close, but the fact Disney's in there, I'm going higher. Well done. Yeah, it is close because it's 2,100. Mm-hmm. Oh, very good. You know your theatres. Uh, Dominion Theatre. Um, that's another barn of a space. I'm going higher. Just higher. It's 2,069. <laughs> yes. Well done. So what are you on at I'm the moment? On f- I think I'm on five. What question number was that? Um, no idea. One, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got five. Got um, Prince Edward Theatre. Uh, I'm going lower. That's correct. 1,716. <laughs> oh, no. No. I, oh, oh, that's oh, it. There we go. That's, yeah, the, yeah, that's yeah. the noise. Doing yeah. really well. Adelphi Theatre. Adelphi. I can't remember what's there. Um, I'm going lower. It is lower. 1,500. Well done. Shaftesbury Theatre. Shaftesbury's lower. Definitely. 1,405. Oh, listen to all these dings. I know. This is unheard of. Well, yeah. So, And you were sceptical to start with. Savoy Theatre. Uh, How many seats? Lower. Lower than 2,000? Yeah. Correct. Yes. 1,158. Okay, yeah. yeah I was so say, really quite low. It does feel small. Okay. Um, the other palace. Small. Small. Lower. <laughs> lower. Uh, okay. Extra thing. More or less than 500? Ooh. How many were this in the Savoy? 1,158. Oh, it could just be over 500. I'm, um, I'm going lower. Yeah, it is lower. It's 312. Oh. Yeah. Don Warehouse. Definitely lower. Lower than 2,000. Yeah, is it lower than 500? Yes, I think it is. It is, 251. Oh. Well done. Um, Old Vic? Uh, it's lower than 2,000, but it's more than 500. Yeah, that's very true. It's 1,067. Yeah, doing oh, really oh, well. Fire. Uh, Cambridge Theatre, where Matilda is? I'm going lower. Lower than 2,000, that's correct. Yeah. It's 1,231. And finally, the Kit Kat Club at the Playhouse Theatre. It's definitely going to be under 2,000. It's under 2,000. Is it under 1,000? Is it under 1,000? They'll want lots of money. Uh, yeah, I reckon it's under 1,000, but over 500. Correct. It's 786. Well, well thank you very much. Yeah, bring it home. Bring it home. Yeah, oh, great. You didn't need anyone's help with that. Yeah. <laughs> so I think you only got one wrong, didn't you? I think so. I think I've got 14 out of 15. That's extraordinary. I think we should do more quizzes like that in the future. (laughs) (laughs) This is the way to do it. Oh, well done, you. Let's celebrate by locking ourselves in the vault. Let's do that. Let's do that. What have we got? Okay. Uh, Well, I've got my bottle of water. Yep. Um, I've got a a crunched up um, paper bag from my 
Morecambe and Wise trick. Yep. And the Rolodex has got... C. C. Yeah. It is City of Angels. Ah, okay. okay. Interesting. Now, there is a movie called City of Angels, um, but that's got no relationship oh, really? whatsoever. And I, oh. I think it's got Nicolas Cage and... Um, Oh, I can't remember. Do you know, I've always assumed it's a sort of musical sister of it. No, no oh. nothing, nothing to do with it. Okay, um, it's a, a musical two acts, book by Larry uh, Gelbart and music by Cy Coleman, oh, lyrics yeah. by David Zippel. Now, of course, Cy Coleman has done Sweet Charity, um, done so many shows. I'm just trying to think of the top of my head right now. Um, loads, I can't think. City, oh, well, we're doing City of Angels, Sweet Charity, Barnum. Um, loads of shows, and uh, I'm I'm looking them up. Thank you. Could you just? Uh, I, I don't know. Barnum, you've done. Welcome to the Club City of Angels. The Life, the Will Rogers Follies. I don't know a lot of these. Yeah. Little Me, Wildcat, Seesaw. Seesaw's I love good. my wife. Yeah. Thank mm. you so much. Um, so anyway, but we know he's he's a fantastic songwriter. Um, this I loved this when it came to um, the UK in 1993. Oh yeah. It didn't last very long, okay, which is really sad because it was so clever. I was blown away by the concept of it. Yeah. The band they had, it was all, it's all 40s big band music, you know. It's like lots of swing, lots of beautiful stuff. So it's set in the glamorous, seductive Hollywood of the 40s um, at film studios and it's about a writer um, called Stein, okay. He's a young novelist and he's attempting a screenplay for a movie. So his name is Stein and this producer's really... Keen on his work um, and trying to get him to write something. Mm. And he writes uh, novels with the character, uh, a private investigator called Stone. So it gets a little bit complicated. We've got Stein, who's the real person, who's the author. Right. And Stone, who is the private investigator character in his books. Is that deliberate? Yes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Just to make it very confusing. Okay. Um, So every movie scene that Stein writes is acted out, when when you go to see the show, is acted out on this stage. And so you actually have two things happening at once. You have Stein and his life and his complication of trying to get this show written, and you have the character's that he is thinking oh, of. Oh, nice. And they are acting yeah, as yeah. you go. Lovely. All right. And they're all in black and white because, it's, of course, it's black and white films. So they're in black and white. This bit's in colour. And it's just clever and very, very um, beautiful. But the main, th- the main thing is um, things get a little bit complicated. And Stone, the character in yeah. the book, decides to step over into reality to give Stein... Um, a piece of his mind. Wow, okay. And and basically, because things weren't working out for Stein, and Stone's going, listen, you know, I'm the one, I'm the reason that you're famous. Yeah, yeah. I'm the reason that you're doing well. Um, and, you know, get on with it kind of thing. And Stein's like, well, actually, you wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for me. Yeah. So it's it's a nice reality fantasy but also sort of film noir kind of <laughs> vibe on stage. Yeah. It's it's weird, but beautiful, and the music is incredible. And I wanted to play um, a, a song from it called You're Nothing Without Me, which is where Stone and Stein are singing to each other, because really neither of them would be in the place that they are if it wasn't for each other. Some gumshoe you just don't think Well, get this gum gumshoe You come from my inkwell Is your mouth only with 
with one foot in there Stone your brain only holds thoughts I put in there Just what you are I'll spell out You are a novel pain One speck of lint that fell out The last time that I picked my brain You are so jealous of my track record Tolstoy to tell us your feeble hack record Your weak knees brand you Soft and unstable One small threat And you fold like a card table You drool at my adventures Your broads in bed are bored Go home and soak your dentures Your pen is no match for my sword You're nothing Without me, I know one who'd go undefined. You wouldn't exist, you'd never be missed. I tell you, you're out of my mind. A show off, a blowhard, your equal parts hot air and gall. And no one would doubt me without me. I'm your meal ticket, knee deep in cheap fiction You gloating ignoramus You haven't any shame Hey, I'm a famous Seamus And most people don't know your name You're nothing without me Without me, you just disappear Right into thin air And no one would care Or notice you ever were here A puppet An upstart A loser who's destined to fall I'm everything you always wanted to be Let's deal with the issue you wish you were me Music. Great. High kicking our way all the way through the end of that. Fantastic. <laughs> it reminds me a bit the plot of that Will Ferrell Emma Thompson film, Stranger Than Fiction. Yeah, it's a fantastic film. Yeah, really good. Uh, you're listening to River Radio, online at river.radio, on Apple, Android and Alexa. You can listen again on our website and we're a podcast on Apple and Spotify. I know lots of people listen to us on Spotify. Yeah. And coming very soon, very, very soon to DAB. Indeed. Still to come, find out if you've correctly managed to name that show. But now to our Spotlight Interview. Well, Madeline Knight, welcome to Stage Door. Thank you for having me. Now, you're just up the road in Sonning, but before we dive in, I wanted to ask you, take you right back to the beginning of your acting career, 
What prompted you to make acting your job? I've wanted to act since I was five. So I grew up just down the road in Caversham. And I remember ah. at Maple Durham Hall. And I remember thinking, this would be funnier with a list. <laughs> and I got all of these cheap laughs. And I was like, I want to do this for a job. Uh, I moved to Singapore and I sought out doing short films there. And I had a sort of after school job, which was very theatrical, working for a talent management drag queen. I played Annie in the book fair and all sorts of other strange gigs. And then went to university where I studied politics and philosophy but I really didn't go to any lectures which I regret because I was just doing plays all the time so I think I was doing about three a year and that's where I met you in my freshers year when Roddy was in his third year (laughs) oh yeah thanks very much just establish I'm older yeah much older Um, I am still youthful where we play Touchstone and Audrey in our colourful blue and yellow outfits absolutely Uh, Roddy teaching me how to get the last bow and the best bow by hiding behind it was an outdoor Shakespeare and he said just hide behind this bush until they've <laughs> choreographed the bow and then they might forget about us and then that means we'll get the comedy bow at the very end which is always the best bow anyway <laughs> so I was like oh this is an interesting thing to learn right. I went to Edinburgh where Roddy also came to see me in my play when I was broken at the end of the month had lost all of my money and my phone <laughs> applied for drama school didn't get in and so had a year of working in the theatres and usher while I reapplied and then I started Lambda and then yeah and since then it's been just over 10 years of professional acting. Well fantastic well done keeping going. I noticed that you've worked quite a lot for original theatre company including most recently doing Into the Night and Birdsong online. How did that come about? Yes so we did Birdsong as a tour in 2018 when it was a sort of number one number two tour at some amazing theatres it was a nine month tour I think so we knew it very well so when Covid happened Alistair Watley who um, was the artistic director did a very innocent thing of being like right we're going to roll with the punches here we're going to roll with the times we're going to try and do a bird song online so this was we weren't allowed to leave our flats and I was knocked down by myself so they sent us the costumes in the post and they sent us iPhones and green screens we rehearsed on Zoom but then we performed it all to camera as you would a self-tape and they edited it together in a very lovely way and we got five stars in the guardian which was very good very good but yeah that was fantastic and that was a good like month of work actually and obviously i was very lucky because a lot of actors weren't working at that point yeah and then as an extension of that innovation into the night was a sort of mix between tv and theater so we did it in a hall space but we were followed by cameras but live so it was live streaming action oh, okay. and it's now available online you can see it on their website original theater that was really interesting we did two weeks of rehearsals in fact we never got to the live stream because everyone got covid <laughs> so what ended up having to be put out was the, actually the dress rehearsal oh. but it was yeah that was absolutely wonderful wow very impressive yes i saw the telegraph said it was the best online play of lockdown and it's gone out to something like thirty thousand households globally so pretty yeah cool. it's a shame they, i don't think they were able to get the rights for more than three nights which is a shame but into the night is on their website for two years great now speaking of being on the screen you've done love death and robots for netflix which looks very cool i've seen a picture of you holding a gun what was filming like that was mocap so it's kind of like how andy circus did Gollum. yeah i'm an avatar but they used all of my face movements and my body movements so it walks like me it talks like me it moves its face like me and basically it's just an enhanced version of me i would say filming was fantastic it was two weeks in oxford and it's not filmed like anything i've done before it's in a completely empty space with steel bars around it where infrared cameras are and everything you perform on is very rudimentary like blocks for chairs and things like that it was kind of cross 
contrast between being in a rehearsal room. Yeah. We were also in headsets. They were massive, which were flown over from Fox. One of them nearly broke down once. The guy who was looking after them was stressing and sweating. It's like, well, why are you so stressed? He's like, because I didn't want to tell you this, but these are worth £30,000 each and I'm going to get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> so yeah, we were in black outfits with dots all over them and all of that is captured by the infrared cameras and then they map it wow. so that they can almost have a keyboard of how you move. So yeah, that was a really interesting experience and I'd love to do it again. Yeah. And I didn't realise how much of a big deal it was going to be, but I happened to be helping my sister move in in LA and it was just all over these massive billboards. Yeah, very popular and won five Emmys. Exciting. And you've been on Netflix before as a regular in X Company 3. I haven't seen that. What's that? Yes, it's a spy story. Three seasons of it. This was the last season. I played the series antagonist. It's a story about an international group of Jewish spies fighting the regime. My character was the very evil Nazi woman who was cozying up to the lead spy. I won't give away the ending, but you can imagine what happens to her. (laughs) Do you prefer the stage or screen? I prefer the money on screen. (laughs) (laughs) But what I got into the profession for was that feeling of camaraderie and feeling of being part of a team that you don't feel as much when you're doing screen work unless you're in a very long-standing series a lot of it is quite like if you're popping into series here and there you feel quite out of the gang sort of thing yeah because you did that on Poldark didn't you yeah it was lovely like I was playing Richard Hope's daughter he's one of the regulars Pasco Harris Pasco he's just a lovely very affable man I was very lucky in that situation was not always everyone's as welcoming I see whereas Richard was like right we're going to try and get as much story subtext in this scene as possible so that they'll write you into the series (laughs) it didn't work but the thought was there and we had a very lovely couple of days together. Well that's very kind of him, yeah. That's why I like the theatre and also performance style. I find it quite difficult to bring down my animation. Half of my mind is going on be still. Yeah. Whereas on theatre you can let loose and be bigger and I find after doing a filming job I'll come off it and feel a little bit like I need to let loose whereas after a theatre job I'm like yes! Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, the millet sonning at the minute. You're in the house on Cold Hill. What do we need to know? It's a lovely little, very entertaining, light but spooky story about a haunted house and the family that move in. It's our final week, so do come and see it. Yeah. The theatre's run by Sally Hughes. She's the artistic director. Her father bought it this place when it was originally a mill. Yeah. It's not just theatre. What you get when you buy the tickets is dinner is included and then you see the show. And the restaurant's absolutely beautiful, so you really get the full millet sonny experience the cast has been insanely lovely we all get along like an absolute house on fire is the acting debut of the lovely Demi McGee who has been an absolute dream to work with and a fantastic company member Ooh. and friend fantastic and who do you play I play the woman who moves into the house so it's a family of three husband wife child played by the lovely Hannah Boyce and my husband played by Matthew Milburn from Hollyoaks Emmerdale and Coronation Street fame. Ah, it sounds good fun. How did you get this gig then? It was through my agent. I saw them just after COVID, actually. Kate Planton was doing the casting directing. And I just got greeted with a massive hug from everyone. And Kate was like, this is my first time seeing an actress in person. I'm so excited. <laughs> Immediately, a wonderful way and a relaxing way to go into an audition. Yeah, yeah. You've got to go and get ready, so have a fantastic show this evening, and I'm sure everyone on stage door will come and see you at Sonning this week. I'm sure they will, as they should. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Mads. Thanks, darling.
I like that you're generous right at the end. Nice long <laughs> stint there. Yeah. Right, come on. If you haven't got it yet, what is it? That song came from the musical Waitress. Yes. <laughs> Which I've still not seen. Oh. No. <laughs> Roddy, I know the music. So I much don't work know the to show. do. Okay, uh, maybe you can see it when a member of my family's in it. Or something. Oh yes, please. Yeah. That would be okay. dreamy. Um, but that's from a waitress. She used to be mine. Is the song we're about to hear it in a moment, and that is sung by the writer Sarah Bareilles. That one. Ah, ah, there you go. Okay, well, well done. Yeah, we'll play that now. But join us both next Thursday at eleven on River Radio for more from, from the, the stage door. Have a good weekend. It's not simple to say Most days I don't recognize me That these shoes and this apron That place and its patrons Have taken more than I gave them It's not easy to know I'm not anything I used to be, although it's true I was never attention sweet center I still remember that girl She's imperfect, but she tries She is good, but she lies She is hard on herself You're not